Welcome to the podcast, Risk Intelligence, with your host, Karen Adamsbaum. She will be sharing her knowledge on common insurance questions, coverage explanations, claim scenarios, and interviews with brokers, clients, and colleagues to discuss various topics in the insurance industry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. And today I have Eric Silverman with me. And Eric and I met on LinkedIn. I'm going to say it's been about three years now. And it was interesting. Um, You know, I was just scrolling through my page one day and I saw Eric and one of his first posts that I saw was today is National Chocolate Day. And I was like, who is this guy? So I commented, oh, you know, I love chocolate. And then the next day was, uh, today is National Twizzlers Day. And every day was like a different day. And him and I just started engaging. And then we started, you know, I make comments about his uh, work and more business-like posts. And he would do the same for me. And I saw that he was uh, pretty well known out there on LinkedIn. And um, it was very intriguing, and, and I've learned a lot from him over the last three years. So Eric and I probably uh, post every day. We kind of connect every day, comment on each other's stuff, and um, it's almost like I've known him my whole life. So today he's here, and um, you know, he, interesting, he is actually uh been um, nominated or awarded, if you will, the Employee Benefits Advisor of the Year. And he has a video out there and it's, it's kind of interesting because he says, I will never get a Grammy or an Emmy and this is the closest thing to it that I will ever get. And I thought that was uh, very, um, uh, I mean, I don't want to say funny, but very to the point. So, Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. So, if you would, can you just um, explain a little bit uh, more about your business? I, I know that you have a company called uh, Voluntary uh, Disruption, and disruption is the key word. So, how did you come up with that? So, uh, well, thanks for having me, Karen. It's, it's a pleasure. I appreciate it. So uh, I've been in the insurance employee benefit space for the better part of 21 years at this point. Uh, most, uh, most of that, most of those years for the first, I'd say, 14 years, roughly, um, they were in the carrier world. So I always say I'm a recovering carrier rep and um, uh, always been independent, always been on my own, had my own office leases, my own office space, my own employees and staff on, on W-2 payroll. Um, but I was just a primary uh, top um, uh, agency for one single carrier. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. There's tons of people that do that. Um, <clears throat> for me, I was always, and I still am to this day, I'm not very big on taking orders. I don't, I, I, you know, I always signed up to be an entrepreneur and do my own thing. And in the carrier world, that was always very easy to do for multiple years. But I would say about 10, 11 years into my uh, carrier business, um, it, it started being managed. Uh, executives in the carrier world were starting to manage it more like a, um, like a W-2 position. And Karen, to be honest, I didn't sign up for that. So when that feeling started happening, I just uh, realized that I had to, I had to move on. 
And I wanted to continuously disrupt, for lack of a better word. I wanted to continuously do what others weren't willing to do or able to do or, or excited to invest in and try. I'm a big trial and error person. I'm not perfect. I try lots of things. Some of them work. Most of them don't. No problem. Um, so I realized I needed to leave. And the reality is, you know, I just like if, if, if the industry goes up, I like to go down. If they go left, I'll go right. So... Um, uh, the genesis behind voluntary disruption is I hate the term voluntary. At the end of the day, the insurance industry that I'm in is called voluntary insurance, uh, sometimes referred to as supplemental or ancillary or, um, or worksite, and there's other terms. Um, I think all of those terms are, are terrible, to be very blunt and very honest. The biggest term is voluntary. Um, everything we do in life is voluntary. It's voluntary for you and I to be on this podcast it's voluntary for us to, um, to look at insurance options and potentially participate. So I just realized that there's got to be a better way. And be it that I'm all about trying to disrupt the status quo, a little plug there. Um, I, wanted to, um, I wanted to do so in my market, in my industry on a national basis. Um, and, uh, and we've been successfully able to do that for the last uh, five, six years or so that we've been, uh, we meaning my staff and I have been on our own and not aligned with any carrier whatsoever per se. Very interesting. Now, when, when one says employee benefits, what, like I said earlier, employee benefits advisor of the year, when one normally hears employee benefits, they think of health insurance. So when you say voluntary or the word that you don't like, what what are some of the benefits that are voluntary that you specialize in? So I use the term enhanced benefits, and I'll tell you why I use the, the term enhanced benefits, quote unquote. I use that because, Karen, um, we don't have a retail operation. We're 100% wholesale. So in essence, uh, unlike uh, my old carrier days where I would partner with brokers and advisors and, and so forth all across the country and hopefully they would bring me into their existing commercial book of business. But I would also, I had a huge retail division. So my, my associates and agents that I hired and trained, they would knock on doors for a living. And, you know, candidly, as you can imagine, if they get an account, if we in my old days got an account, a, a commercial employer group account, and we did not have a broker involved in the middle, we made more money. So um, just to be very blunt, so a lot more money because there was no rev share. There was no compensation share. So I just, when I stepped out on my own, I did not want to be in the adult daycare center business anymore. And what that means is I didn't want to hire, train, recruit as salespeople anymore. It's like running an adult daycare center. I did it. I did it quite successfully. Anybody that knows me will tell you the same, but I wanted out of that, that nonsense. So my wholesale business, and I'll get to your question, but my wholesale business is we're really just a broker's broker, an advisor's advisor. So we partner with health and life brokers and agencies and advisors. We partner with property and casualty brokers, agencies and advisors, financial advisors, um, uh, 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 CPA firms, payroll companies, anybody that already has existing business in the commercial business uh, world, whether they do benefits or not, doesn't matter. And anybody who's looking to grow the revenue base in an area that 99% of the time is bluntly and completely ignored, and that's the side that I work on. So that's what I specialize in. And by not having a retail division, 
we're never viewed as any type of comp uh, competition because we only work through our broker partners that hand walk us in. And we only, and our big differentiation too, is that we're able to help those, those broker partners win new business. I get more excited about helping somebody like yourself or anybody around the country because we're a national shop. I get more excited about helping them win new business, believe it or not, my staff thinks I'm crazy uh, for many reasons, but I get more excited about helping you win new business than I do when you say, hey, I got an existing client, they've been, they've been a friend of mine for 10 years and they could really use your help. That's great, I'd love to help them, totally will help them but it's not as exciting as when we all win and I help you win a new client that's been a prospect and we can help you convert them to a new client on the books. With respect to products, that's the boring stuff. I'm happy to go through it, but that's not the big picture. Ultimately, we do anything and everything that's not major medical health insurance. So if it's not Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, Kaiser, United, any of those big mammoth carriers, they're fan there's nothing wrong with them per se. I've Tons of partners that would disagree, but in general, that's fine. We don't do that. We focus on all the non-insurance or insurance products that are typically known as employee-funded. So it's the employee-funded program. So it could be anything from disability, life, dental, vision, to accidental, critical care, cancer, hospital, uh, maternity, uh, um, uh, benefit umbrellas, um, uh, prepaid legal, pet insurance, uh, identity theft insurance. Um, uh, uh, my God, uh, Karen, the list just goes on and on and on and on. Those are the things that most typical brokers in the health space, let alone somebody in the PNC, financial advising or CPA space, they have no clue about and they mm -hmm. shouldn't. That's not their expertise. So that's where they hire us so we can focus on all of that for them so they can stop their current revenue profit leakage. So very interesting that you just named the maternity the pet care identity. Do you find over time that that list is expanding? Oh yeah, my gosh, in the year 2020 and it'll get bigger. So somebody who watches this two years from now, it's even bigger now, 2022 in my example, than it is today as we record this podcast. Um, and that's a good thing because ultimately, um, for us, it's just more innovation and opportunity to bring to our customers and clients. Um, and it's, uh, but it's certainly overwhelming for somebody who doesn't focus all of their effort on this. So my whole belief is, you know, like uh, give perfect example is me for my staff. I have a small staff. I'm a health insurance licensed individual. I don't do my own health insurance. I take a share but I don't do it. I split it out. I hire a broker, somebody who literally spends 100% of their time and effort every year on health insurance programs to give me advice and counsel me and my staff because I'm not that expert, right? right? So in general, I'll take a small, small cut because it's my company and because I'm already licensed, but they're doing all the work, which is perfect. I don't want to be dabbling in health insurance and inadvertently screw up my family and my employees because I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel the exact same way when it comes to my side of the business because health insurance brokers typically dabble in my side of the business. They have no understanding, rhyme or reason for how this works. And they don't, to be very blunt, can I be blunt? They don't care. And that's okay. Because I don't care about health insurance. That's why I hire them. They give me the advice. They're the experts. 
So I just, uh, my, my claim to uh, fame, which is nothing famous, is I just try to make sure that the message is I hire health brokers to do health insurance. I hire car mechanics to fix my car. I hire a CPA to give me tax advice. I don't want to do those things. I don't know how to do those things. That's mm -hmm. what they're for. So in the, ugh, makes me nauseous, the voluntary world, what I call enhanced, that's where brokers should absolutely hire experts who can literally do them good uh, justice, right? From a revenue perspective, because we're all for-profit agency, but they can also better yet do their employer groups and their employees better service. And let's face it, in the benefits world, I know your company has a benefits division. At the end of the day, yeah, you want to do right by your employer group, but at the end of the day, who are you doing benefits for? The end user is the consumer and the consumer is the employee. So the only way you can do better by the employee, the end user, the person who's purchasing insurance, is you have to do better by the employer. And the only way you can do better by the employer is to give them good counsel that makes legitimate sense by an expert, a subject matter expert. True, very true, very well put. Um, so basically you and I understand this in the risk management world, we got PNC experts, we got medical experts, and sure. then we have the enhanced benefits experts. So right. great analogy. So tell me about this book that you wrote. So, um, uh, breaking through the status quo is a, is an Amazon bestseller. Um, and, uh, it's really, um, uh, to be very honest, it's, it's, it's a collaborative book, which is a huge, uh, thing in the, in the market right now and has been for years. So, um, it's, to be very honest, it's, it's very, uh, time consuming. I don't want to say difficult. I like to write. It's very time consuming to write your own book. It's very expensive, um, to get it out there. Um, and you have to understand why you do it. Um, my partners and I all across the United States uh, get together and we, and we have a ton of um, uh, collaboration and we're always sharing best practices and ideas. Uh, and these partners are not in my industry per se. They're in various um, health insurance type industries. Most of them are in the health insurance major medical world. And we just got together and uh, the leader of the group, <coughs> uh, Nelson Griswold, um, he ultimately said, let's all just write a big book together. We can each have a chapter and we can all share your top idea that you believe the market will, will benefit from. So one thing led to another and we wrote this huge book that ended up becoming an Amazon bestseller. And uh, it's, like a, it's like a Bible for innovation when it comes to anything medical insurance, health insurance, enhanced benefit related. Uh, whether it be uh, TPAs and wholesale providers and solutions, self-funded, level funded, uh, whether it be uh, enrollments, whether it be marketing, communication, whether it be voluntary or, as I say, enhanced benefits, that's what this book uncovers. And it's really basically, it's like peeling back the onion. It's like opening up your kimono and showing all your warts in a good way, because ultimately every business owner that reads it, they are, they are blown away with the content and they typically say to themselves, holy crap, why isn't my existing broker doing any of these strategies, let alone all the strategies within the book. Um, so it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to a future when we all get together and do it again. And, um, uh, and I, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to send you a copy as soon as I get them. Uh, yeah. Ian. Very excited. Very excited about that.
Well, Eric, um, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, it was a pleasure meeting you on LinkedIn. Like I said, three years ago, I learned from you every day. Uh, you're a great mo role model um, in the enhanced benefit uh, world and also just your daily posts and, and what have you. You definitely um, really, I'll say, uh, encourage others to get involved in the conversation on LinkedIn and that's what it's all about. And um, right. I am blessed to have met you and, and know you. Um, and thank well, you so much for- mutual. Thank you. And I take, thank you for the time uh, today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Sure, you got it. And as I always say, which you may or may not remember, don't ever wish your audience to have a great day. Tell them they have to make it a great day. Make it a great day. You got that right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaum.